0: Gone wild. wild. Friends gone 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 wild.
1: Hey everyone, welcome back to another exciting adventure of Oh, this isn't St. Paxton Guys, thanks so much for sticking with us As we are playing another game in the Feywild Courtesy of our guest DM, Fred Greenleaf
0: Why thank you, V My name is Fred and I will be the DM for our session And with us we have
2: I'm Stacy, and I play Corey, Spider Smasher of Clan Tarth I'm Hero, and I am playing Bosley.
3: Oh, hi, I'm Steph, and I'm playing Blossom Brightmoon, the
1: halfling fighter slash wannabe swashbuckler. Hey, guys, it's me. I'm playing Creeping Flocks of Summer, Tabaxi Monk. Uh, We're playing Dungeons and Dragons, not Dungeness Crabs and Dragons, (laughs) 5th edition. So last time in the Feywild... We are investigating the murder of Bosley's fiance and my cousin Debbie Deborah. Diane. Diane. <laughs> Diane. Oh goodness. Wow. Diane, Diane, Diane. Name's hard.
0: <laughs> which which Her, her full name is Diane of Magnolia Winds.
1: Ooh.
0: Cause all Tabaxi <laughs> have those like fancy names after oh, yeah. these.
1: Yeah, for sure. And so we're investigating. We got summoned into the Fey Wild, and we got brought here by a satyr named Hemlock. And Hemlock is like uh, kind of our our tour guide in the Fey Wild. Now, Corey and Bosley went to a meeting in the Fey Wild, and unfortunately, Bosley got inebriated but they got some information about this dark chef network or something and we found out that guy Fier- guy fairy <laughs> is like the ringleader of this terrible band of ruffian chefs and we're gonna put a stop to it we also encountered a bear named Irving yeah and you turned into a gas. Oh, right. I turned into gas. <laughs> and oh, and I think it's important to mention that Corey has a, a Hodor backpack. Yes. And Blossom <laughs> rides atop that backpack, and I guess they do mounted combat that way. Hell yeah. So I feel like that was important to cover.
0: <laughs> and and I also, I could be wrong, but then I thought Blossom had a Hodor backpack, and then Irving, <laughs> yep. the bear cub, yep. rode on Blossom's back.
1: I mean, I we don't do understand now. why that wouldn't be canon, so yeah. <laughs> yeah. It is. <laughs> we also promised this uh, dishwasher at... What's the, the boil- emerald,
0: the boiling, wait.
1: Oh, Emerald Pegasi.
0: Oh, got it. yeah Emerald, emerald Pegasi. Pegasi's
1: restaurant. And we're like, hey, you're going to give us deets. And he was like, actually, I'm being repressed. And so we're like, well, we won't stand for that oppression or repression. And we're going to like save the shit out of you. So we got to get up early because Blossom, my new manager, is also booking me sweet, sweet <laughs> catering gigs <laughs> And I got to cater a catered goddamn breakfast or luncheon or something nope. at six a.m. So that was not oh well thought out. And <laughs> we're going to also lost be them doing as your
3: manager. Of course,
1: it wasn't <laughs> yeah. well thought out. <laughs> we're going to be doing some espionage bullshit, and it's going to be great because I just finished the c- series finale of The Americans, and I got all my good spy tactics. <laughs> <laughs>
0: So, you ran into a gnome who was hurriedly walking through the treetop pathways of Tamar the Feywild city that you are currently inhabiting. This gnome woman, her name was Alethea, and she was reading an extremely long scroll when you came across her and essentially had hired you, Flocks, after you had mentioned that you were a chef yourself. So, yeah, after a long rest, the four of you wake up the next morning, and uh, you do have a appointment, a catering gig that is going to be coming up soon. Is there anything you'd like to do prior to making your way to this first catering job? I think I'll just
4: rinse my mouth out with whatever water we have available, Wipe down my face, get dressed, and get ready to go. All right.
1: I have chopped so many onions.
0: For breakfast? Yeah. What What are you cooking for your friends?
1: So, basically, I am just prepping onions for my catering gigs. Okay. Sorry, I should have mentioned that. Okay. So, I'm just getting a bunch of onions ready to sweat. Got it. Got it. Um. Additionally, I'm going over the plan with Blossom about how we're going to make sure that we only allow a certain number of entrees to actually make it out onto the floor. And then we're also going to have like some really prized, um, like really good mango salsa. That's only going to be distributed to a couple of tacos. And we're going to get people to talk about that so we can lure Emerald Pegasi into the kitchen and Corey will take care of the rest.
3: (laughs) I guess. Perfect. I love it so nice. oh, I could go wrong.
0: <laughs> so as the four of you make your way to your first Fay wild catering job, you follow the directions that was provided to you by Alethea and you come across a, an extravagant and large uh, establishment with bright uh, coloring. it reads uh, confectioner's connection and uh, you are at the establishment for your first job. You're greeted by Alethea as you enter this building, and it is a huge banquet hall. You could probably cater to upwards of about maybe 150 to 200 people in here. And the room is already set up for mm, what looks like about 150 people. There are round tables that fit about 10 people. These tables are dispersed all over the room. There is kind of like a small podium stage On one end, and then on the other end, what looks like the entranceway probably into the kitchen that you're going to be working in. Oh, good, good. You're on time. That is actually a great start. Um, So my team is currently in the kitchen. So if you would like to follow me, um, and are your three friends also coming?
5: Oh, um, yes. Uh, They're all coming with me because um, they actually help keep my secret ingredients safe.
0: Oh, Oh, great. Great. Um Okay. Well, please follow me this way. And she takes you past the tables as you enter in the kitchen. The kitchen is is actually a, a pretty good size, probably larger than most kitchens that you've actually worked in. And as you take a look around, there are all manners of cooking equipment, utensils, just about anything you could ask for is available. There are also large stores of vegetables and fruits and what look like containers that have a glass kind of door on them. And within you can see all types of different types of cut meats and, and other, uh, things that you can use for your disposal for today's event. There is a, a group of 20 gnomes, all dressed in chef coats and the chef hat, the, the white hat that kind of plumes upward. Uh, and they're all standing rigidly, uh, awaiting your direction. Uh, so Alethea says, um, okay, great. So today we're actually having a um charity event. Uh, it's for the uh Feywild Orphans, and we are looking to raise money for all of the children that have been orphaned, uh, you know, of course, because people often wander off and they go missing and they never come back to never be seen again. But anyways, <laughs> so we're raising money and um we are going to need you to provide uh, a three course meal for 150 people. And you have a very limited time frame uh, in between each course. Uh, of course, I will be speaking in between the courses to kind of provide a little bit of time for you to prepare each one. Um, for the first course, I would like for you to start off with maybe some type of uh, small appetizer or a soup or salad, whatever you feel is best. Um, the second course, of course, will be the main entree. And then the third course will have to be some form of dessert. Um, so I have to get everything ready out there. I'm going to get my uh, serving team um, put together. So I guess uh, unless you have any questions, I'll leave you to it.
3: Uh, real quick question: People often just wander off and uh, disappear. Th- is that normal?
0: Well, the Feywild is a magical and mystical place, and um, you know people tend to, let's say, take a look at something beautiful and/or attractive, and they follow it out into the forest, and then they're never seen again. Um oh okay yeah there's just a lot of orphans here so many yeah
3: kids don't wander off though just adults
0: it's usually just the adults yeah the kids are warned at an early age not to wander off you know so they're actually pretty good about it um but then for some reason you know at an older age people forget right you uh, grow up
3: and you're like whatever i can wander off yeah exactly
0: And they leave their children behind it 's very odd,
3: huh, okay, yeah, interesting
0: yeah, the ratio of orphans to adult here is five to one it 's really oh unfortunate it it 's just the treetops are just rife <laughs> with orphan children running around, and we are trying to oh. establish you know a a home for all of them and and uh, it 's a really worthy <laughs> event.
3: I'm sorry. Has nobody thought to explore the Feywild oh. and, like, conquer whatever evils are out there or, you know, swash some buckles? I mean,
4: five to one, you could probably get a good army going with these orphans. You train them up, right?
0: So, the nature of the Feywild is, uh, how do I say this? Uh, uh, kind of a little wild, unexplorable uh, in the sense that you can explore it, but it is ever shifting and uh you know it it is just mystical so often you know it's very dangerous to travel on your own outside of the city limits and you know i strongly suggest when you do travel to other cities that you do so with a caravan of maybe merchants that have guards and magicians and all manner of defenses and that you don't go off by yourself but I, unless you have children, I mean, it's probably okay because you won't be orphaning anybody <laughs> if you wander off. So uh, that sounded weird. I don't mean you should go and get lost and
2: Nobody
3: disappear to be disappear. never seen
0: again. No. Okay. But with that being said, we only have about an hour and a half before the festivities begin. So excuse me. What? Um. Yes. Uh, we need to start serving in an hour and a half. Um. The flocks,
4: you feeling ready?
1: Yes, let's go. I mean, yes, let's go. Sorry, I (laughs) forgot about I had a voice. Yes, of course, I'm ready. And I turn to the gnomes and I begin giving them directions to prepare a prickly pear gazpacho, which will be our first course. So it's a cold soup and it'll be easy for them to uh, very quickly get those ingredients to the the right consistency and get it out onto the floor in a timely manner. I'll take a section of them and start them prepping on our fiery fish tacos. Um, The fiery fish tacos are really great because
5: we'll be able to poach a lot of fish ahead of time and then also keep it warm while we're serving that first course. It's going to be okay and then I'm going to take a couple of uh, minutes to uh, prepare some delicious chocolate strawberry churros and then that's where I and I bring everybody in and there will be a white chocolate and raspberry dipping sauce. Mm. That's what we'll keep behind closed doors. Oh my gosh. So we'll only distribute the dipping sauce to a couple of people, but make sure that Emerald's is really far away, so either he won't get a taste of it or something like that, and he'll have to come back here and find out where we're keeping the excess.
4: Mm. So, But right. Flocks, uh, I'm obviously all thumbs in the kitchen. I, you need me out there serving
0: so that way I can kind of direct the traffic there?
5: That sounds great.
0: All right, I'm on it. Okay, so real quick, we are going to be doing these three courses with a skill challenge. Each course is going to be a skill challenge upon itself, and you will have to describe in some way utilizing a skill in your set of skills to help in the aid of flocks creating these items and, or some other fashion, whether it's Bosley, maybe directing the serving staff to serving the actual course or whatever the case may be, uh, you will need to have five successes prior to three failures. Okay. I am not going to let you know what the difficulty rating is, but I will let you know if you succeed or fail. Uh, and uh, so the first course is going to be, from what I understand, a gazpacho. Is that correct?
5: That's right. It's a prickly pear gazpacho.
0: Oh, that sounds amazing. Okay. So um, let's all go ahead and roll initiative. Oh,
3: that's a nat 20.
0: So 24.
2: Ooh, 13. 17. 18 for me.
0: Okay. So you have ingredients that you need to build your recipe with. You have a team of, uh, junior chefs to guide. You have the service out on the floor, um, amongst anything else. You must choose an adequate skill. And it could really be anything as long as you can role play how that skill will aid you in this uh skill challenge okay um so we're going to be starting off with blossom
3: <laughs> blossom is not very skillful <laughs> so this will be fun <laughs> um okay so we're, we're starting like prep and serving for the first course is where mm-hmm. we're at okay So can I use an athletics to be like a runner for creeping flocks of summer, like running out, scoping what's out there, running back, reporting to her, running out, looking around, running back?
0: Okay. As far as like running out into the dining floor? Yes. Okay. Got it. So maybe communicating like how many orders are out and, and how many orders that we need to continue to make. Yeah. And you are are running back and forth. Yeah. Uh, okay. So uh, then you will need to roll an athletics skill. Okay. <laughs> That's not <laughs> <so>
3: good. <laughs> it's not so good. That's an eight.
0: Ooh. Okay. So unfortunately you did not uh, succeed. So that is our first failure for our uh, first course here. Now, the second thing I want to comment about skills challenges is that um, for each set of challenges within that challenge, You cannot repeat the same skill twice. So for example, if it comes back to you, you cannot use athletics again. But on a third round for that single challenge, then you can go back to athletics. So next turn, when it comes back to you, you must use something else, okay? Okay. So uh, describe to me how you fumble this uh, skill.
3: Oh, gosh. So blossom is just so excited to be useful for creeping flocks this summer she's never done anything like this before and she is just so excited she is not watching where she's going she's kind of like running into doors tripping over her feet she may have bumped into a server and made them drop a tray of something mm-hmm. and just being clumsy as heck all right
0: all right <laughs> Cory, Spider Smasher of Clan Tarth, you are up.
2: So I would like to roll an intimidation to yell at the staff that just dropped uh, the plate after Blossom bumped into them, but I want to yell at them and like try to motivate the rest of the crew to do better and watch where they're going. No blame on Blossom at all. Okay.
3: <laughs> I love Cory.
2: <laughs> <laughs> that is a 14.
0: Okay, so 14 is successful. Yeah, I don't know if you want to role-play that uh, or uh, just kind of go into a little bit more detail.
2: Whoa, you, you just dropped something. You can't be doing that in here. You got to pick all of that up and throw it out. We can't take it out there now. And next time you better watch where you're going because this is not acceptable in this kitchen. Do you hear me? Do you see me? I'm looking at you. You're looking at me. I'm looking at you. You're in trouble. Pick it up. Pick it. Up. Do you all see him? He's got to pick all of this up. Do you want to be next? Who's next? Y- yes, ma'am. <laughs> Sorry, ma'am. I, I just want to be a chef. Well, you gotta do better than this if that's what you want.
0: All right. Uh, Bosley.
4: Bosley's gonna go out and address the service staff. And as they're milling about getting their pre-shift, getting their assignments sorted out, I'm gonna speak up and say, um, friends of the service staff, I would like to let you all know that While I appreciate your efforts, please understand that I am going to be calling the shots here. I'm I'm sure plenty of you know exactly how this community works, but uh, can you really speak towards the finer art of tabaxi cooking? Could you tell me the first thing about the gazpacho? Could you tell me the first thing about the strawberry chocolate uh, churros? No, I don't think so. So uh, I'll I'll be taking the lead table. And uh, if everyone else can work along with me, follow the lead, follow the form that I present. I, I think everything will go quite smoothly today as I try and persuade them to go along with me. Okay, make your
0: roll crit 20 okay so you definitely succeed the the surface team is enamored with your speech and they follow your every move to ensure that they provide the greatest experience as you are talking to them uh you can see that the room is starting to fill up with people all right v you are up
1: as things are getting kind of uh I guess, more stressful in the kitchen. I would like to use Insight to see which of my team of sous chefs need to be redirected to another station or area so I can better utilize their talents. Absolutely. So that is a 13 plus 6, 19.
0: Oh, yeah. So that's definitely a success. One of the male sous chefs that is working with the raw tomatoes and is uh, essentially peeling them and then heating them up to cool them down, uh, is incredibly slow and uh, will not be able to keep up with the demand of a filling room. So you are looking at a couple of the other chefs under your management and find several other people that are working at a higher pace.
5: Excuse me, sir. Uh, I'm going to need to pull you off of this station because actually I have some very different work that I need you to get done for me. So if you would follow me to the station, I actually need you to start tempering this white chocolate for me. All you need to do is make sure that it maintains this glossy sheen. Okay.
0: Oh, absolutely. So you're putting me on a special project. You, I guess you recognize my skill. That's great. I Anything for you, of course.
5: Well, I'm so glad to have you on the team. Thanks again.
0: Thank you. And he's working on the white chocolate. All right, uh, back to Blossom.
3: Okay, so Blossom has been running around a little crazy and is starting to recognize the fact that she is getting in everyone's way. So what I'd like to do is go out into the dining hall and just sort of like step back to the side and just watch the room and look and see if I can point out, uh, find where Emerald Pegassi is. So I'd like to roll a perception. Okay. Sweet. Uh, 15.
0: Okay. So that is a success. Um, you can see <laughs> that um, just about every single table is filled, but the main table at the front um, is only half full. So you have to assume – either the most important people or maybe somebody like Emerald who is, for lack of a better term, kind of like a um, thug who deals with All Matters Kitchen would probably been given a table at the front. Um, but he currently isn't here, so you haven't been able to see him. But you are successful in your pursuit of information, and you can relay that back to Flocks.
3: Okay, yeah. I'll go back and tell the others.
0: All right, Corey, you are up.
2: If I wanted to use athletics, could that just be to move around the kitchen in between people without knocking things out of their hand? Um, like trying to help them get the dishes to the front quicker or maybe like washing dishes and things. Yeah.
0: You could, you could do some kind of athletic prowess in like helping the chefs. Like maybe you're carrying the big vat of tomato soup and you're, you know, bringing it over to a different area where they could plate or something similar in that sense.
2: Okay. Then that is what I would like to do.
0: I now need
4: to see you succeed and have this thing carried on your back on the platform. It's
2: a nine plus six, which is 15.
0: That's definitely a success. And that is the fifth success needed for this first round of our skills challenge. So the four of you come together and with you guiding your team of uh, gnome chefs and service people, uh, you're able to successfully provide the first round or the first course, I I should say, of the gazpacho. Bodsley, you can see that there isn't a lot of talking and there is a lot of uh, spoons clinking against plates, and it seems to be a little bit of a success. It, it definitely seems like the guests are taking to the soup. And then Alethea gets up on stage and starts addressing the crowd and is talking to them about the Feywild Orphan Organization. Okay, so we are going into our second course. And V, if if you could describe to us what that second course was again.
1: Yeah, this is a, a fiery fish taco using uh, poached freshwater fish. And uh, we've got a lot of really tender, seasonal, crisp veggies in between a double-decker, soft, cheesy layer of Cheese (laughs) and then a crunchy taco shell. So it's just one of those like perfect amounts of um, tangy cheese, absolutely perfectly cooked fish, and uh, tart, crisp vegetables. Very nice.
0: Now, I have to ask, does it go like soft shell on the outside, then cheese, and then hard shell on the inside, and then all the rest of the ingredients? Or is it hard on the That's outside?
1: correct. Okay. It's it's soft on the outside.
0: Perfect. Okay. So, uh, we will go ahead and start our next challenge. So, Corey went last. So, we're going to start off with Bosley.
4: So, the dish is not ready to serve. So... Bosley is looking around the room, seeing people quite entranced with food, hearing the speech that's going on, raising awareness. And I'm really starting to feel that energy, feel that emotion of the event. And I kind of want more. So I'm going to hop up on the podium, <sighs> or on the stage. And uh, with a performance role, Explain to people the wonders that we are providing them, so it makes them feel more inspired to give to this charity, okay,
0: <laughs> roll your performance <laughs> oh uh four plus six is ten
2: <clears throat> so, oh, no.
0: so you do not <laughs> succeed, so that <laughs> is our first failure for oh. uh, this challenge. How do you fumble that um, performance <clears throat> so I hop up on stage,
4: not paying attention to the speech at hand, just wanting to address the crowd and really inspire them. So I cut off the speech that's happening, telling people about the organization that's trying to help these orphans. I... Uh, interrupt with and the beautiful thing is with this tabaxi food you should feel nothing but pleasure nothing but wonder inspired to give inspired to 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 raise your glass and and wallets to these orphans and as i'm speaking i notice the crowd a a little confused a little off-put and i slowly backpedal and then so the inspiration um should come from Alethea,
0: just kind of shoes
2: you A. off the stage.
0: Yes, that's probably the right call, and I walk off stage all right, Phlox, you are up do,
1: do I hear this fumble i uh. Or is it happening simultaneously?
0: It's it's all happening simultaneously. Very similar to like a battle. So it's all like you're all taking six six seconds to like 30 second moves.
1: Okay. I am going to use perception to see if I can't locate the Feywild um, version of a really elevated ingredient like a truffle or a truffle oil. Okay. Something to just kind of put over these tacos 14 plus 6
0: 20 all right so that is definitely a success um you come across what is called uh dryads silk and it is a type of feywild mushroom um when it is uh cooked properly it liquefies and becomes the most amazing aromatic puree that you could come across, and uh, how would you like to apply this in your um, entree?
1: So I'm actually going to, uh, since it's reduced down, I'm going to have just small little vials of it uh, that I'm plating and sending out with our service staff. And as they go out, they're going to apply just a very delicate, like almost like droppers of this oil to really elevate the experience of uh, the patrons.
0: Nice. Very nice. Um,
1: Guys, I'm getting so hungry. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um So you can hear a, a a small murmur coming from the dining room, and as the doors swing open and the serving staff go in and out, bringing in dirty dishes and bringing out platefuls of the fiery fish tacos. You could you could hear like a small uh, like kind of gasp of pleasure at both the presentation and also the uh, flavor, uh, I guess that they're anticipating. Um, But that is only our first success. We're not completely done with this skill challenge. We're going to go to Blossom.
1: Blossom, yeah,
3: I can do it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so I will see creeping flocks of summer looking for these wonderful ingredients and i i'm inspired to help her find the best ingredients that are in this kitchen and i look on this high shelf and i see on the very 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 top shelf this like primo wonderful ingredient but i'm only three feet tall so i would like to use acrobatics to climb these shelves deftly and get this ingredient at the top for her (laughs) hopefully i do this well (laughs) (laughs) um well it could be better 15
0: 15 is a success so you (laughs) acrobatically vault off of the floor and uh you grab what looks like a jar that is stoppered with what looks like Bark, and the label on it says Pixie Dust. Uh, It has the color pattern of what looks like a cinnamon and sugar blend, but it is a granule. It's like a a very fine um, type of ingredient, and uh, you provide that to flocks. All right. Corey, Spider Smasher.
2: Okay, so while I'm walking around the kitchen and and keeping an eye on things, I... Would like to say that I come across a rodent and I want to stealthily get it out of the kitchen. So I want to capture it and then get it out. So I think I'm going to go with stealth to see if I can get it because I want to get it out quietly. Okay. Is more the biggest thing. 15.
0: Okay, so you are successful. So, capturing it is the easy part. The difficult part is trying to get it out of the building without anybody noticing, both the staff and also the guests. Um, so, uh, you, how, how do you stealthfully uh, evacuate a rodent uh, from this building?
2: Uh, so, I am going to sneak up on it, grab it, stuff it into my shirt. And hold my shirt <laughs> closed and say, I have to go. To- Wait, I have, to have an accent. I have to go to the bathroom, y'all, and then run out.
0: <laughs> when you exit the building, it is just like feverishly scurrying on the inside of your shirt. When you go to pull it out, it is just like a horrific beast of a rodent. It has like several more legs than it should have. And it has like little horns that come out of its rat's head. Ah. And it is just a grizzly looking thing. And you have no idea what it is.
2: Oh, I throw that sucker as far as I can.
0: You have small cuts and, and scratches on your chest.
1: Oh. Stacy, you're gonna die. <laughs> you're oh, gonna die. Gonna aware, I to
2: this. Uh, I will deal with medical stuff later. All right.
4: Bosley, you're up. After that embarrassing display, realize I need to kinda calm myself. I need to breathe deep and really pay attention to what the goal of this is, which is get making sure that Emerald Pagassi gets the special dish so i would like to use my insight to scan the room get a sense for who emerald pegasi is So i'll be talking to some of the servers checking in with them and using uh mm-hmm. oh i suppose that is an insight then is it
0: um you can use insight to see who emerald pegasi would be or where uh he might be seated so that you can pinpoint who he is to be able to then later on either lure back into the kitchen or ensure he gets a special dish or something like that yeah i think i'll i'll go with
4: that uh especially as I had laid claim to the head table with the intention of that being Emerald Pagasi, I'm going to use my insight to kind of suss, to suss out the room and get a sense of where he would be sitting. Okay. Roll and who he may be.
0: There we go. 23. Oh yeah. So you're definitely successful from the descriptions that you were given by Percival You are able to immediately pick out Emerald Pegasi. There is a rather large, brutish centaur sitting at the main table in the front. He has made it, albeit late, to the second course and is currently kind of like checking out the fiery fish taco dish. You can see that he is wearing what could be considered like a fancy loincloth. And what looks like um, kind of like a animal skin chef coat, And he also does have a weapon on him. It is an incredibly large pole cleaver. It is a meat cleaver on the end of a pole. And he is kind of making a, a face as he kind of pushes the uh, ingredients of this taco around with his fingers. Obviously not impressed. Hmm. All right. And uh, we go to flocks.
1: I'm going to take the special ingredient that Steph brought down. So her little cinnamon sugar mix. And I'm going to use that to coat the churros. But I'd like to use sleight of hand to put something special into the dishes that are going to... The people around Emerald, but not necessarily him. So something that just makes it smell a little better, almost like an MSG of uh, of the Wilds. Okay, so I got a a natural one. Ooh. Yipe.
0: All right, so the exact opposite of what you want to happen happens. So you said you wanted everybody else's dish around him to be better, but you only make his dish better, unfortunately. And uh that is two failures for successes. We are on the precipice of a success or fail for this skill challenge. We're going to go to blossom.
3: Can I go up to the server? And just, like, yank that serving tray out of their hands <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> using, <laughs> using athletics and <laughs> and so that I can take that, that tray away and, and serve it to a different table.
0: <laughs> okay. So you are going to uh, strong arm <laughs> strong the server arm and, and serve – Serve that uh, tray yourself to a different table.
3: Yes, and All I'm right. just going to pop up out of nowhere and just yank it out of their hands. Um, hopefully. Sixteen.
0: Okay, so you succeed. So the second skill challenge is a success. Um, oh my cool.
3: gosh! The
0: gnome uh, goes crying in the corner, <laughs> not knowing what they did wrong. No. This, As a, this, a halfling comes so over and strong arms them for their tray, <laughs> and just shoves shoves the gnome off to the side. Um, so Alethea continues a talk to everybody, and you can see there are like donation envelopes on the tables, and people are I'm starting to make some donations of like different monies and gems and stuff like that. Emerald is kind of looking around. Blossom and Bosley, you can see that he is trying to see who is in charge of these food courses and uh, is is kind of antsy. Uh, and we're going into the last skills challenge and the last course of the night. Flocks. if you could just describe that course again.
1: Yeah, so this is a fried churro. So that's a, uh, a fried bread that is... Uh, rolled in a cinnamon and sugar and we're going to fill ours with uh, chocolate and strawberry so there's a filling inside and then we're also going to have a side of raspberry chocolate dip that is going to be parsed out mostly to the lower table so there, there's a lot of interest from it not at emerald's table
0: got it got it so
1: hopefully he'll come back to the kitchen
0: All right, so we are starting with Corey, Spider Smasher of Clan Tarth.
1: What about
2: acrobatics? Could I use acrobatics to carry multiple trays out at one time? Absolutely, (laughs) absolutely. V's face says, don't do that.
1: (laughs) (laughs) My face said nothing. (laughs) Nat 20.
0: All right. So, you are balancing uh, a tray in each hand, a tray, like, on your head and harness, and you're basically walking out to the floor, and the gnomes are just kind of, like, scattering around you, grabbing plates off of the trays, and providing service quicker. And we have our first success for this challenge, and we go to Bosley. With my inside
4: success, would I have gotten any sense of how… Emerald's ego is how to
0: placate his ego. Um, I mean, you know that he's a chef and you know that he's kind of like a mafia thug. Um, you can see that he is also kind of like maybe a warrior. You can see that, you know, he Hmm. might be more on the butcher side of, of chef skills, So those are the types of things that you can glean. But other than that, you would have to maybe take a stab in the dark. Okay. Well, I am going
4: to roll a performance walking over towards Emerald's table to address him and try and incentivize him to be interested in heading towards the back or heading to meet our chef. Okay. Make your roll. 19 plus six is 25
0: that's definitely a success. So a quick quip on, on what you say to him. Ah, Emerald, uh, Mr. Pegasi, my,
4: my apology, chef Pegasi. Uh, I have to say it's, it's an honor to have you in our dining room. I can say that our chef creeping flocks of summer was, was idly inspired by some of your works and some of your flavors and, really, really set out to impress you today, desperately taking some of your recipes and, and modifying them. Uh, some may say to make it better hmm. and, uh, and really, uh, just counts you among, you know, the, the classics, the, the heroes of yesteryear that, that she takes inspiration from. And, and I, I you know, I think, if it wouldn't be asking too much, maybe maybe you would be interested in going to,
0: to address young creeping flocks of summer. You mentioned earlier that this is tabaxi cuisine, is that correct?
4: Oh, correct, sir. Only mm. the finest tabaxi cuisine. Really a pioneer within
0: the field. Well, we'll have to see how fine it is maybe after this course. Uh, the previous course was... Okay, by my
4: standard. Oh, that was that was a recipe that she got out of one of your cookbooks. Mm. She really wanted to pay homage to your being here. I highly doubt that. I rarely work
0: with fish. But maybe I will visit this tabaxi of yours. And with that, we will go to
1: Flocks. My hair is on fire because Bosley's out there telling lies about me that I don't have my own original <laughs> recipes. I just, I just tried to get into the back. Yeah, no, I, yeah. I, I, hear, I see what you're like, saying. I'm just saying that my face is like a Kermit the Frog crumpling. <laughs> 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 All right. I, I believe that my friends are out there and that they are... Getting Mr. Pegasi to a point where he is going to come back into the kitchen looking for this special sauce. So Fred, give me a clarification. If I wanted to use stealth to kind of, I'm not trying to hide it from the people in front of me. I'm trying to conceal all of the leftover ingredients um, so that there's basically just one place where he can get it. So he can't go and swipe something out of a bowl or anything like that. So I'm trying to disguise that i'm not trying to hide it in front of anyone actively so i don't want to do sleight of hand but is stealth the right thing to do here so are you saying that like when
0: he you you want to hide it so that he can only get it in the kitchen where you want him to get it is what is that what yes. you're saying yeah yeah so that's fine you could do a stealth roll and like hide um, you know the this ingredient of yours, but maybe kind of like leaving a a, a trail of breadcrumbs, or you know, a chef who has knowledge of like, oh, this is probably where they prepared this, and would go to where you want him to go.
1: Yes, perfect. Okay. <sighs> Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, eight. No. Oh no. Eight is my score. Eight, nine, ten, eleven. So.
0: All right. So unfortunately, still an 11 is not a success. Okay. So we have two successes and one failure. And you, uh, in your attempts to hide your special sauce, you bump into one of your junior chefs, the one that you were having stir the white chocolate earlier that you took off of the tomatoes. He then goes hurtling into the pot of chocolate sauce and now he is just covered head to toe uh in your special sauce that is splattering all over the place but it definitely it has an intoxicating smell and it smells really good all right blossom it takes so long to temper chocolate
3: can i sneak out into the dining area and i'm thinking this would either be performance or deception i want to kind of like fake the voices of people in the crowd for uh emerald to overhear like oh the sauce is so good and yeah i heard you have to go back to the kitchen to request it oh my gosh i'm so glad i got some and so like sort of like yeah yeah (laughs) kind of like you know creep around and like create a a hubbub on my own um okay roll well please
0: (laughs) <laughs> Is that a nervous laugh? <laughs>
3: That's an oopsie. It's a five.
0: All right, so we successful? have <laughs> we have our second failure, oh, and uh, so we are two and two. Now remember that no, if God. we hit a third failure, we fail this skill challenge for the third course, the dessert course. So, you are kind of in and out of tables, and you're kind of like saying out loud, and Emerald is just not paying attention whatsoever to your remarks. You can see that he is like angrily bristling at the fact that he still doesn't have a dessert in front of them and is kind of being like openly vocal about like the service and and the quality of the food and, and is kind of becoming a little irate. All right, Corey, you're up.
2: Do I see him getting upset? Yes. Okay. I'm gonna take a pitcher of liquid, whatever they're drinking, and go towards him to refill his glass, and I want to purposefully, on accident, trip and spill it on him. Oh God! Okay. My hope
1: w- what's is the that. Skill?
2: Oh God. <sighs> Um, I guess it's going to be, that's going to have to be deception or performance.
0: I'll accept either.
2: Uh, I'm going to go with deception because I have a higher, (laughs) (laughs) actually, they're the same. So let's go with performance. Um, so my hope is that it works and he gets pissed off enough to go back to the kitchen to demand what's going on. Okay. A 14 plus one is a 15.
0: That is definitely a success. So you perform this <laughs> fake spilling of, uh, let's say, some kind of Feywild wine all over his garments. And he is just blustering and like, oh, God, can you believe this? If you would have gone with our network of chefs, this would have never happened. Oh, Althea, I'll be speaking with you later. Um, So he will start heading towards the kitchen, probably to look for something to try to clean himself off with. But we still have the skills challenge going on. So we will complete the skill challenge and then we'll address Emerald going into the back room. So Bosley, we still have service going on. What are you going to be doing? Do I see anyone from
4: Emerald's table walking with him towards the kitchen?
0: Um, I would say no. I think he's by himself. No. Okay. Well, shoot. Um, well, what was your desire? Hmm. Uh, just to distract
4: them to ensure that he was going back there
0: solo. Okay, that's uh, we could do that. So let's say there are two other people um, sitting at the table that also kind of bristled at uh, Corey spilling the pitcher of wine on uh, Emerald. And uh, they kind of get up to start kind of shadowing uh, Emerald. What do you do? I am, as this is a charity event,
4: I'm thinking on my feet as quickly as I can. And I'm trying to find a way to distract these these two. And the only thing that comes to mind is I have to distract them using my religious thoughts to get them inspired and get them interested in the charity aspect and distract them as an irate emerald walks in solo and you're using religion i'm just going to start i'm going to use religion just to start spouting off uh pleasantries and keep them distracted while their boss carries on okay go ahead and roll Oh, 14 plus six is 20. So
0: that's a success. Uh, Real quick question. Did we ever resolve who your deity is? Is it Chale? So Chale is is the current
4: deity that I'll speak to just to get certain uh, magics for the day. But there is a certain level of uh, almost agnosticism that bosley has now having lost his wife so child a is is not necessarily a recognized deity but seems to be getting the job done he still seems to be getting his magic so he's like yeah cool i'll take it it's good okay um so what do you say to these uh two thugs uh, uh, gentlemen if i may it uh I, I tried to bring it up earlier, but was, was so overcome by the events of today I just I, I really would like to discuss the beauty of, of the world and, and how we can help inspire these orphans through the words of, of Chale, the great prophet, the great deity, if I may have a moment of your time. Just just a few moments. Don't 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 worry and I'll stand between them I'll I'll cut in between them and Emerald so Emerald can carry on okay. while I'm keeping
0: them from him. And you do so. All right. So uh, we are on the uh, cutting edge floor of success and failure. Four successes and two failures going on to V. Flox, you have your one last attempt to succeed or fail on this dessert course uh, with a angry centaur coming your way as well.
1: Okay, um, so we've got spilled raspberry white chocolate everywhere, um, which I'm sure has like created this whole mess of stuff. What I would like to do is use my acrobatics to skillfully catch things before they fall to the ground and just get some sort of a semblance of like a, a family style dessert that maybe could go out to tables rather than individual portions. So that's what I'm going to do. I'm literally trying to catch food out of the air. Okay. Acrobat. Sorry. Uh, so 15 21.
0: That is definitely a success, and you have <laughs> successfully completed the third skill challenge in our first catering gig in the Feywild. Your cinnamon sugar churro dessert filled with raspberry white chocolate with a raspberry white chocolate dipping sauce is a huge success. There are people talking about the new chef here in Tamaranel. The Tabaxi cuisine um and you can see Alethea is kind of going table to table talking to people, and it seems like things are going successful. Your one gnome friend that is covered head to toe is is kind of scampering off into the corner, trying to clean himself up as best as possible as the doors kind of burst inward, and a, a rather large centaur man enters into the kitchen and goes towels i need help i'm not going to be able to get this wine out of out of my coat who's uh who's who's the chef in here
1: i spin around and look up and down at the person that stands before me um it's me creeping flocks of summer chef. I
0: have to ask you a quick question. Do yes. you look like Diane at all? Like would people mistake you to like, you're not sisters you're cousins.
1: Um, Probably not because I do my hair in like really wild colors and stuff. So I, I would assume that she did not do that.
0: Okay. So he kind of takes a look at you for, a couple of seconds before addressing you and goes, so you're the one that uh, is owning up to that fiery fish taco plate that was out there.
5: Was the dish not to your liking, sir?
0: Well, I'm not saying that it wasn't to my liking, but... You have to understand that, uh, in the city of Tamar all chefs must, uh, pay a, a tithe to Guy Ferry. And, uh, I would say probably about 40% of what Alethea is gonna give to you can go to him and to ch- ensure that you have his protection.
1: Oh, you see. I don't need his protection, and I dart my eyes over at Corey. I would like to take out my great axe and hit him.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh shit!
0: Okay. <laughs>
2: okay. Direct. Thought we were going with the because well, I, I want him right to pass this. out. I'm not trying to kill him just for okay. the record. So, so you hit him with an axe. Well, there's a you to hit him with axe. the you could do non lethal. Yeah. 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 So just roll my attack. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 23.
0: So that's definitely going to hit.
2: Okay. And I do 1d12 plus 3 damage as well as 1d6 plus half my level. Oh, wow. So I...